2: previously on the
1: Simply Human Podcast. And um, I don't know <laughs> why this came to me, but I just blurted out, see, ladies, Cooper is living proof that living lifting weights won't look like a man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I've been riding on that joke now for about three years, and this is the first time I've ever told it on a podcast. Oh, geez, poor God. Cooper. <laughs> it's episode 16 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it's an interview with author and master's level biomechanist katie bowman then it's another hilarious edition of humans being human segment with our good buddy rick the caveman and we'll wrap up with our simply human tip of the week rick how you doing
0: i'm great mark how are you
1: I'm doing good. You may have noticed uh, the previously on, Simply, on the Simply Human podcast wasn't my voice, but it might have been a familiar voice. It's because it was Anna Vacino of the Angriest Trainer podcast, Vinnie Tortorich Podcast, they are going to be on the show next week. We just got done interviewing them, and uh, she she gave us a couple of gems to use, which you will be hearing free of charge because that's gonna that would probably cost me like five thousand bucks. Uh, yeah. If I hadn't. Well, like, and, me,
0: and I'll kind of tease this it is an incredible. We just had we just had a good time. It was yeah. a very you know fun and light you know four way conversation, and so don't miss it because we're really enjoying it with
1: yes. them too. Yes, it was a definitely enjoy life part of deal. So, uh, Rick. Give us an update. How's it going? Uh, I've, I'm uh, this, recording this is on the 13th, and I'm okay. 13 for 13 on flossing.
0: I am 12 of 13. I came oh. home from work the other day, and I was, like, exhausted, and I forgot. I, In fact, I forgot to even brush my teeth. I took my contacts out. My oldest son came in the bathroom and kind of was messing around, and so I forgot. So I'm 12 of 13, which— Not, not bad, not bad. Yeah, but I was. I texted you the other day. This is, like, the worst—the grossest thing ever, but, like— <laughs> Flossing smells terrible. Like your mouth smells like rotten when you're pulling all this junk out from between your teeth. And. it's got to be good. You're getting this garbage out from between your teeth, so yeah, you know, that's exactly I what I
1: was thinking. It's like, would you rather like get that stuff out or have yeah. it like still in your mouth?
0: <laughs> and I'm not like bleeding profusely. I don't need any transfusions anymore, that's like good. I did like the first couple times. So it's slowly but surely. Yeah, it took a know, long
1: time to floss because you had to like put your IV in and like uh, have the whole <laughs> yeah. anesthesia team there, like on call. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: but it's good. Yeah. Everything's going well. The, I, I'm I'm doing well on two of my three uh resolutions uh the the no olive or, I'm sorry the the olive mushroom thing uh and I know people are probably like rolling their eyes at this uh I was going to tell you this off air no big deal I'm going to have my wife uh, make like a little video of me and case like it's hilarious and me like just retching and <laughs> writhing on the floor. And uh, you can – if it's good, you can put it on the YouTube channel because oh, I know yes. you were saying you wanted to do more stuff on the, the Simply Human YouTube yes, channel. Yes, so, I do. I do. I, I, I'm, I, told, I, I just listened last night. I was a couple of days behind. I listened to the last episode last night on the 12th, and uh, I, I – I didn't realize I said I have till the 30th of January to do the mushroom okay. and olives thing so okay. you have I'm some time. right now getting in the mental like getting my like <laughs> in the mindset to do that Oh my gosh, I'm so well, ridiculous, the, the I'm that, so
1: lame. The night that we recorded that, I went to like a Jason's Deli or something and had oh a mushroom. Oh my God, I sent, dude. I sent Rick a picture of myself with a mushroom and olive in my mouth, and I think when probably you probably about pissed off. I'm up. not
0: kidding. When I opened that picture, like behind my <laughs> ear lobes, like got all tingly, like, you know, when you, you, your ears are starting to get sick, and oh, that was so gross. I don't know how many, I, I really honestly, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I have to because I've said on your show... That I'm gonna do it, so I don't have any choice now. I have to do it.
1: Yep, yep. Because you'll have you'll have like two or three people like calling in, like calling in, like it's a call in show. You're on the air. Um, That yeah. So uh, yeah. But anyway. You need to be accountable. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We can pretend like there's millions of, of listeners. So, yeah. all right. Well, I want to get to our uh, conversation with Katie Bowman. It was a really, really fun conversation. I'm, I know we're going to have Katie on uh, at least a couple more times because there was a lot we didn't get to. But before we do, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. And also, Rick has started uh, sort of guest writing, ghost writing, I guess, as you would say, um, kind of in uh, uh, sort of from his perspective, sort of... Uh, deal, I'm gonna post another one today. Actually, I'm gonna wait and post that one tomorrow, so it comes out the same day as this podcast. That's um, cool. but just a good sort of like a for the for the layman, uh, just kind of a perspective of someone who wasn't doing this a year ago or they were doing this. I say eating you know, no sugars, no grains, eating human foods, sleeping good, uh, moving like a human, all that stuff. So it's good to see your uh, perspective on that. So thanks for doing that.
0: Hey, no problem. You know, I've got got a lot of random thoughts, and you give me an outlet, so,
1: uh, you know, I enjoy it. Sweet. All right, so SimplyHumanLifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel and the Simply Human Kids page there. Follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52. I'm actually getting uh, some Twitter followers now, which is fun. Uh, Or you can email me at SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com. So, without further ado, our interview with Katie Bowman, where we talk about pregnancy, household furniture, the definition of natural, sitting Indian style, and walking. Here's Kate. All right, joining me today on the Simply Human podcast, I'm I'm thrilled to have Katie Bowman on the show. She's an author, a master's level biomechanist and the only human physics scientist that has focused her expertise to address our country's Epidemic level health crisis and the mechanical causes of disease. She's an expert of optimal human function. I love that term. Her popular website is at katie We are so lucky to have her and her wisdom on our show today. Welcome, Katie.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Cool. And there's so much that, uh, you know, I, I want to get to. I, I've just, like I said, I have started reading your book, Alignment Matters, which is basically just like, sort of a categorized um, compilation of your bl- the first 5 years of your blog and uh there's just so obviously it's like highlighting 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 it's just like everything that you're saying is like right what I sort of try to preach to the to the I don't know if you can call it masses. To, what's the opposite of mass? Sort of the, the <laughs> smalls, whatever it is. So the, the
2: the tiny particles.
1: Yes, the small molecular particles that are listening <laughs> to the <this> show. <laughs> um, and so I just I'm gonna we're gonna jump right in and just be. Let's just start off really controversial with a controversial subject. So I'm gonna give you like a true or false question and then just let you run with it. So true or false. The majority of women living in modern and developed areas need a large amount of unnatural assistance during childbirth and in the ways of epidural stirrups, C-sections, or medicine, because they live in an unnatural environment, not only during the nine months preceding the labor event, but for their entire existences on planet Earth. True or false, go.
2: Oh, that was the longest true or false question I, ever. I, I, have, I have told I don't. You'll have to repeat it again in smaller blips. Are I'm you in, saying I'm in Guinness? <laughs> the, you, Guinness you're trying book. to trip me up already, right <laughs> off the get-go.
1: It's basically saying like women that are that need un, unnatural assistance, like that that aren't you know giving birth like in the wild, which is what we did forever, right. there is because we we were sort of coming up in developing in an unnatural environment.
2: Yeah, what I I I can. um, I can answer that, but uh, not in a true or false kind of style. So <laughs> right, it'd be like right. my politician answer, yeah, which is right. I will not answer your question while yes. talking for a long period of time. <laughs> um, Perfect. It's a, my 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 comment on that is um, birth is an extremely uh, normal and natural process. Obviously, it is perhaps the most defining act of the human right, procreation. <clears throat> but um, we unfortunately aren't really taking natural equipment to task. We don't we don't have natural bodies left so much anymore. So the process has become a little bit more difficult. There's a lot more resistances that are in play because of the forces and the and the not really the architecture but kind of the architecture of our body and the way that we have adapted our physical tissues kind of adapt to our behaviors and it makes them less, um suitable less uh, functional when it comes time to just the natural biological process of uh, process of giving birth and it's not just it's not just the shapes and tensions of our tissue it's also you know the fear that we have um there's quite a lot of bit of um um birth horror in the in the media right if you look at right. birth on television uh, i've never ever once seen birth go down Pleasant. In a relaxed and yeah. calm way. It's always like <laughs> Smash, my watch, broke. Quick. Get to the hospital. You know, or, or like and I, you know, I, I birth both my kids at home. Really relaxed uh, process. I, I work with a lot of different midwives and I speak at a lot of kind of save birth um, conventions and trainings for birth supporters because I do believe that um birth does not have to be what it how it seems right. it needs to be right now but at the same time see i'm kind of caught in the middle because i the birthing community in general is very is very um the the home the home birthing the natural birthing community is you know tends to be anti the medical the medical birthing model which has a lot of unnecessary interventions right. that then create their own problems down the road but i'm kind of in the middle because i I I believe that birth is a very natural process, but at the same time, I'm going, but hey, we can't keep telling everyone that you should be able to birth easily and safely if you're not doing anything about your equipment, if your equipment is not up to natural spec through behaviors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think, I don't want to say that interventions aren't necessary because for some women they are, but. But then we pan out a little bit. It's like, but why are they becoming more and more necessary? And that has a lot to do with behavior.
1: Right. Yeah. And and I'm reading anti-fragile at the same time that I'm reading your the alignment matters. And one of the things that Nassim Taleb talks about is sort of this idea that we have to to intervene in stuff. And that there's this idea of, uh, is it iatrogenics? Iot- it's kind of this like you're... you're uh, uh, doing harm while you're trying to help when, if, if you would just, and this kind of goes through all domains, it goes through nutrition, it goes through everything. And, and pharmaceuticals, if you, if you know, you would just kind of sit back and let nature do what it's designed to do in a natural way, then you wouldn't have to have all these interventions, but, but people are rewarded today on doing something like you go into the doctor and the doctor not doing anything is not how the system works. And sometimes that is the most natural and healthy way to do it.
2: Yeah, and I, I totally believe that um, natural processes do best without intervention, but it's kind of like, um, you know, there's a big, I and mean, we'll probably talk about uh, kids. Do you have kids? Yes,
1: but, yes. I definitely okay. want to talk about kids. You'll be okay, proud Okay, let's, of, just, let's yeah. just talk
2: about our kids the whole time, because I'm sure the listeners would just love us just talking about how wonderful our kids yeah, are. I mean,
1: what we got for Christmas and all that good stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. right.
2: <laughs> um, well, the thing, <laughs> $25, yeah, is that what that it said, it? $25? Uh, 30, 31 thirty dolls as the post Christmas trickle uh, in uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing with kids, you know there's a big big motion about you know kids don't really need to be trained how to move you know it's right. like you don't need to spend a lot of time taking kids to all these different classes so that they can get their movement they'll spontaneously develop and so that has a certain amount of validity to it. but at the same time when you look around your house and you look around your life and you're like, okay, well, our kids have been in this, Carrier and this bucket seat, and they've been in the um, car seat and they're in the high chairs. Like, we are interfering. We're already interfering. The environment is set up to interfere. And so, you know, when you talk about anti fragile, it's like, you know, we don't want to intervene with this natural process. It's like, it's too late. The fact that the lights are on all day is already interfering. The fact that you only walk on flat surfaces is already interfering. So you can, you can call out that we need to be following nature, but at the same time, we have to recognize all of the ways in which we're not. And, and in doing that, when you follow the natural instinct or the reflex driven processes, you, you can follow them better by modifying your, your environment and your behavior so that you will get a truer uh, natural outcome, right? I guess. Yeah. And I want
1: to get, I want to get back to something something you just said, but first from your July 22nd of 2010, uh, article, your blog post, I want to read a quick, uh, quote to kind of give the the listeners an idea of sort of the stuff that you, uh, write about. So it's your definition of nature, which is in accordance with nature. And you're right. The last time I checked, nature wasn't busy designing toilets, chairs, cars, or shoes. Nature doesn't exercise four or five times a week. Nature doesn't exercise at all, but rather moves continuously throughout the day. Nature doesn't eat foods not available to the location or season, even if they are nutritious. Nature also doesn't secrete stress hormones while commuting from one part of the forest to the other. I love that affect metabolism regulation with a flick of a thermostat or take anti-inflammatory medications at the drop of a, my back is sore. And so I love that quote. Um, and that's so like, kind of the things that I, I preach, uh, at home uh, is, you know, like we, we turn off all the artificial lights at about 730. And we light with these little Coleman lanterns at night and try to sort of mimic a, a, a sunset type deal. It's hard in winter when it, the sun goes down at like 3 p.m. But um, so we try to do that. And I, we've got rings hanging from their, their the ceiling in their, in their playroom. And it's like one of the other things you say on your in the book is like if you have chairs and a game system and a TV like the kid is going to go in there and sit and watch TV. I mean, that's like the, the you're, you're not really giving much of a choice. But if you have like a like ring hanging from, the kid's not going to like not hang from the ring and swing around from the ring. And I, don't you, did I hear you say like you've got some sort of bar apparatus or something that your kids play on? Is that, is that correct?
2: Yeah, you can actually take a tour of my home on my blog if you want. Um, but we don't have furniture in our home. Um, our house is, for the most part, furniture free. Does not mean decor free. It's right. beautiful, um, and um, but it do- there's no couches, there's no chairs, there's no kitchen table, um, and we have we built a huge monkey bar set, um, not just for our children. You know, this is this is what my husband and I do as well because right. I always say a, a couch is like ice cream. Like if it's in your freezer, you're going to eat it. Right. If you have a couch, you're going to sit on it because it's just. It's human nature to reach for, you know, the col- the easy, fast right. calories or easy, fast energy. And it's human nature to yeah. conserve your energy. Like sitting on the couch turns your muscles off, but right. sitting on the floor requires you expend more energy. Right. And-
1: In preparation for a stressful event, which never happens. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, or you could say, or is continuously happening all the time. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Either way.
2: But yeah. But biologically, yes. You we we are at a, a definite mismatch between the environment that we have now, and um, the the types of of input, which is loads and biomechanics. We work with loads, and if you're talking about nutrition, it would be uh, your nutritional input. But we we're, we're at a mismatch. We're not getting the input that we need, and um, unfortunately, it's um he, almost human widespread you know so right. you it's hard to it's hard to recognize diseases of captivity in a population that's almost all entirely captive you right. start looking elsewhere for the solution instead of um you know, the big elephant in the room.
1: Right. Right. So yes, yeah, the so- big,
2: the big captive elephant in the room.
1: Yes. That's sad and unhealthy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, like the four pillars of the simply human lifestyle are, you know, eat like a human, move like a human, sleep like a human and enjoy life like a human. It's kind of like the mitigating stress is part of it. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah and so the movement part is so important and and it's like you said, like you know not like doing those things not like a human it's like you're in captivity, it's like you're but you don't recognize that you are, and that it's you know innovation is great in all these other areas, except for you know like nutrition and movement patterns, and you think that you you know do an elliptical for an hour a day as your new year's resolution is gonna all of a sudden like make you healthy. it's just like. That's no, but you know, then speaking of uh, like kids and their movement patterns, you know, I I remember sitting Indian style as a kid. Like, I I have these memories of like as late as fifth grade when I was 10, sitting Indian style. Well, that I guess, like, for the next, you know, all through middle school, high school, I never had to sit Indian style. Well, today I'm 32, I can't sit Indian style. And it's really like kind of frustrating. I wanna sit in and sit on the floor with my girls and and you know, just be able to sit and not like be totally uncomfortable. So like through your book and through Kelly Starrett and kind of those these ideas of sort of this mashing the fascial tissue and all this, I'm like painfully working on opening up my hip flexors so that I can sit Indian style. And so every night, like I'll have each of my girls like sit on my knees and push down. I can only do it for like five minutes before. And then I can't hardly even like walk after those five minutes, but I'm working on it. It's getting better. So it's like, it just thinks that we're in like a, this sort of environment that, makes it where some people can't sit in stock cuz you don't have to. It's kind of like what you there's a, a, a article I just wrote uh, that you uh, read that you wrote about how like, getting on the floor is like such this sort of foreign alien thing. That's you know you should be able to get down on the floor and stand up, you know? It's kind of that whole deal. So um What can I say are, something? Yes, you can. Please.
2: Can I, I um you know one of the things, and I don't think I've ever fleshed this concept out enough because it's very complex. And my blog, the first five years that you're reading right now is actually started seven years ago. Okay. So the blog content that you haven't read is what's, you know, in 2012 uh, and 13 okay. is the notion that you are not an out of shape version of yourself. Like we think, I, you know, people think like I got to get in shape. I I've I I haven't exercised or I haven't moved, and so I need to replace those things so that I can get in better shape. It's very important that people understand that your body is in entirely different shape because of what you have done. Right. So you're not trying to get your body shaped as it is right now into different positions. I mean, you you are, but the reason the reason that I and what we what we are trying to teach at the Institute on a more like in a more in depth after you study for a few years with us is, is biomechanically what's happening is you are not just trying to loosen up your muscles so that you can sit cross-legged on the floor. right Your bones have contorted to make that position not
1: unmanageable
2: <laughs> undoable right you're 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 bo- you've twisted the heads of your femurs like if we cut out your bones your bones do not have the shape of the femur that you would have had had you been sitting cross-legged on the floor the entire time right. so i i i want to say this on your show yes. um mostly because you just said you know you're trying to have your girls sit on top of your legs and smash smash them down because, (laughs) yeah, and the word mash, I mean, I'm not, I'm I'm not into a body masher, but I know, I know what you're saying. You're like, you're, you're trying to mobilize and, and we do need to mobilize, but the mobilization is but a first step to uh, introducing the, the loads back that you would have experienced so that you can slowly un reform your bone. You know, your bones constantly dynamic and you're trying to take the twists out of it, and it's not something that's going to happen. I mean, it's. I mean, you're 32, so you were sitting cross-legged up until you were seven or eight, and then between eight and 31, you didn't. Right. So you've got um,
1: 24 many years. years yeah. of Quick math, a very certain, good.
2: Yes, you're, you're like yes, a math that was genius. what. That was like a multiplication.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know,
2: yeah, something. <laughs> multiplication is a it's little impressive. algebra, but yeah. you you have that many years of a habit and your bones have formed to those habits. Right. So I I think that there's a big trend in alignment type stuff in alignment type uh, notions and then there's the natural movement notions and so you're 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 looking at them and you're going okay I want to sit on the floor and that's kind of an alignment principle I want my knees and my hips to be able to do this and I don't want you know excruciating pain signals as I do it (laughs) right? because and the justification that you're using for it is because sitting on the floor cross-legged is a natural uh, motion but what's missing in in your Logical steps, and and everyone's really that, that I've read. Uh, actually, I've read a couple. I think the, um in osteopathy, they might understand this a little bit more. Is that you you have to go back and st- and slowly transition yourself um, with tiny loads, right. so that over time you can reshape, so that that position is you're able to actually do it. And so what I would suggest is instead of sitting on the floor, suffering and, and forcing your legs down <laughs> yeah. that you, that you meet, you meet yourself where you are, which is how many pillows do you have to sit on? Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. which changes the flexion of your hips so right. that it's like, that's where your bones and connective tissue are right now. So start there and then, and applying the load, then your bone can adapt.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I was going to ask you like, put me on a sit Indian style, uh, regimen. And so that, that's right. what you suggest. Like, And that's one thing, like when I get to the point where it's just like so excruciatingly painful, I'll like re- lift my pelvis off the ground with my hands to relieve the pressure. Right. And but so, the period I, but of time you're I spending sit, in pain isn't helping right, you. You. right. 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 So I just need to sit. It just start off yeah. in that higher angle and right. then sort of, and then work down to the floor from there.
2: Yeah, start where you are. Brilliant. You know, you start on your boundary and you work to where you want to go. You don't. It's kind of like what you're doing is the equivalent of going. I want to run a marathon, and you started out <laughs> by running 30 miles. <laughs> yeah, by sprinting 20 miles and
1: thinking that's going to help. Yeah,
2: right. And it really on a cellular level, it, what you do is you invoke a whole lot of compensation mechanisms that, in turn, um, reduce what you're actually after, right. which is this. I mean you need frequency. Frequency is the biggest thing. Like if you want to become a floor sitter, you need to sit on the floor all, all, all the of the time. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's like when I watch TV and stuff at night, I'll, I'll like I'll foam roll or whatever and like lay on the ground and like just, some, you know, when I'm done, I'll just sort of rest my head on the foam roller and just I'm tr- <laughs> I try to be on the floor a lot. Sure. I've slept on the floor. Actually, this is, you'll be proud of me for this. Um, when I was like in high school, I guess I, I had this trouble thing where I wasn't sleeping good. The only time I could fall asleep was when I was on the floor. So all through college, I slept on the floor, which is great, like in the dorms, because I could get rid of the bed and we had more space. And so I didn't actually have to sleep back in a bed until I got married. And then you know you have to sleep in a bed when you're married, I guess. And so
2: is that some, is that a rule? I, I, never, I guess, yeah. I that's, never, no one ever told me that.
1: I know. And so one of the things, just real quick, your your uh, the little the article about like the pictures of the the graphics of like the baby and you and your husband in the bed and like. He's sleeping and you're like, that is, I was like dying at that because it is so brilliantly right on. It was, we're in that stage right now where you wake up and like, like, why are you so close to me? Can we not like spread out a little bit? But
2: are you co-sleeping with both of your kids? Yes.
1: Well, it just kind of, sometimes we'll wake up and there's no one in our bed and sometimes we wake up and all five of us are in the bed and it's like, you know, knees and elbows everywhere. so a lot of, so all that to say, a lot of times I'll end up on the floor, which to me is like. A comfort, yeah, like I, I enjoy that. Like I'm, I'm yeah. always telling people, like, and for sharing a hotel room or something on a trip, like I, I slept on the floor all through college. I'm fine sleeping on the floor. So, anyways, yeah, sleep on the that's floor.
2: That's that's a luxury that only the dad has. The mother, <laughs> I would love to sleep on the floor. In a, I would like to sleep on the floor in a different room if possible. <laughs> right. But that would count towards my yeah. vacation. My dad would be like, yeah, you got you got like a weekend off when you slept that night on the floor. So right, they'll right. come find you. Yeah,
1: the Z's next to the the man is <laughs> is so. Uh, Telling, but uh, and so accurate. <laughs> um, so okay, and we talked about sort of kids and, and movement and all that, and and you sort of briefly mentioned the sort of kids and the strollers and all that. And I have been walking. Okay, I know walking on the treadmill is more of a hip flexor movement and not a pushing off movement, but in a bind, like I'll I'll put the treadmill at like one and a half or two incline and walk with my two month old son, holding him. And that just like puts him to sleep, you know, and so I'm getting sort of getting my walk in and he's being held and not in a stroller. So why is that like, why is it important for babies to sort of feel the gravity of being held and not just like in a, in a stroller or something?
2: Well, um, why is it important
1: or? Yeah, I I guess like what is the, what is it taking away if you just put, a baby. You never like hold the baby, and you're you're just putting them in a stroller and high chair and all that all the time.
2: Well, I mean that that question is very. I could answer it in so many different, different ways. ways. I mean, what is it taking? What is it adding? Um, what is the I mean If we, if I think if we can think about children not as something that function different than how we do. What is the difference between you on the couch? and you standing upright. Right. Like that's that's the first place to put your mind. It's like what is my body doing when I'm sitting down uh, on the couch and then what is my body doing when I'm just um, not even moving but standing upright. And and the answer is you know all the the gravitational load when you're vertical is much is, different. Is yeah. pull, like you're you're having to you're, you are feeling. You are. A, you are responding to the gravitational load in 360 degrees, which gives you the strength, 360 degrees, to right yourself or hold yourself up.
1: I am standing right now, by the way. You. That's be, very good. You'll be proud good. Of me. Yes. Okay.
2: Sorry. Um, <laughs> but when, when, when you put a baby down on on the ground, they're not using any of their musculature, and when you hold a baby. Upright, vertical, they are. And what you're doing is you're creating an environment that they respond to and they develop their strength yeah. at a frequency and at, on a timeline that is much more natural. I think we're, we're kind of, our culture is the baby is down most of the time, or the baby is up, but it's being held passively by some sort of device that, you know, does a lot of the structural um, support so that the muscles are still relaxed. And and we kind of cultivate the baby's small small you know we give them things to grasp and hold and shake, and, and we're like, "Oh look, you're using stuff, your hands yeah. and you're using your arms and we we start by stimulating and training all of their appendages. Meanwhile, the actual muscles um of their legs to hold up their torso and their trunk to hold up itself and the muscles of the neck to hold up the weight of the head are sitting there not doing anything, meanwhile the mass of the baby is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, so they're essentially getting weaker after they're born, not stronger, and then it's not only until five or six months, do we consciously go, okay, now it's time for you to lay on your stomach and try to lift your head. And it's like, are, are you for real? You just, just you just now? set up the situation of the baby to be able to do nothing with its head. And now you're going to put the baby on a <laughs> lift your giant head exercise program.
1: <laughs> I, I do that um, every day. I have a giant head still. Right, so. <laughs> right, right, right. And
2: so, so you're like, I pass it on. Yeah. So, so like for me, like I, I was walking with my kids, the day and the day after they were born. And the ver- being able to hold your head up is the first motor skill that a baby should have. And I've got um, – I've been taking videos. You know, of course, I'm like Diane Fossey with my own children. <laughs> you know, um, by the time my – Roan, who's uh, 15 months old now, by the time she was three days old, she could completely hold up her own head on a walk. Yeah. But I had to create – I had to That environment, nat- yeah. I had to fake the natural environment, which is yeah. different than saying um, – I intervened in her strength I mean I did intervene into her strength development but I intervened by removing right. the unnatural environment ah, that she so would good. have had elsewhere and yeah. so intervention when we use these terms are not really well defined right. or they they're, they're divine, defined in such a non um the perspective is so narrow I yeah. guess so yeah. that's that's the that's the whole point I mean my kids have never that was our big thing is we don't have a stroller they don't have any seats they have a car seat and that's the only seat and we hardly drive so the total amount of time that they've spent in sitting um is very small i mean it's it's in the it's in the number of hours by the time they were one we had kept it really down to being less than 10 hours of their whole entire life wow. um well, it's but like the, the negative at- of that is all they want to do is move they 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 have no program for not moving which is i can totally see <laughs> the benefit right. of having kids that will sit down because these <laughs> for kids one never, second, yeah, oh, it's exhausting.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's the same thing. It's like if you look at like movement as a pie chart, and like as your your the pie chart for your kids would be like a very small sliver of you know sort of this unnatural sitting thing, and the rest of it is like this natural movement. Well, the same thing can be, you know, you can look at their their nutrition. Whereas like my wife and I try to do the majority of that pie chart is like human food. And then that way, like when you do have like the Valentine's party and the birthday party, if they are exposed to some, some unhealthy foods, it's, it's just a very small sliver and you're not like doing, having like a birthday party sort of every day in your home for breakfast, you know? So yeah,
2: that's well, and I think that that's a good, it's a good point. Like, our children, your children, my children, a lot of people who are listening, children. Like, we live in the real world. It's not about not living in the real world. And I certainly don't want to give my kids... Um, I, I, I don't ever go, get out of that chair. You know, when they go over to someone else's house, it was kind of like when we grew up, we weren't allowed to have sugar cereal. Right. So if I spent the night at anyone's house who had sugar cereal, I was like, <laughs> all I want to do is eat Fruit Loops at your house. I just want to eat this whole box. And you became so obsessed about right. something that you weren't allowed to do. And right. my kids... Are obsessed with chairs. Like, if we go over to someone's <laughs> house, they will just systematically they like go look sit
1: down and like, like, "Wow, this That's is crazy." Toys. They are
2: like these really cool, fun <laughs> things. And I never once say sitting is not good for you or whatever. Right. I just model a different experience. Their bones shape. Their bones will have a different shape than other people's bones because they don't have the same cultural motor patterns and shaping patterns so their tissues will look entirely different they will look less on less uh, similar on paper to what we all look like culturally on paper due to having shoes and using toilets and sitting like especially during those first 5 years our bones are literally shaped by what went down during that period of time right. and it's really hard to undo a lot of those shapes
1: Right, and we're coming up on time. I hate this. I'm hoping maybe uh, while I've got you uh, re- in record mode that you will maybe agree to come back on at some point uh, later on this year so we can finish. I have like all these questions for you and and I want to make sure to not keep you too long, but I also want to maybe have you back on at a later time.
2: No, never. I'm Damn. never
1: coming back. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that.
2: <laughs> sure, yes, sweet, absolutely. Sweet.
1: Well, and the one other thing, real, real side note, you'll be, another reason you'll be proud of me is that I own a Squatty putty. And everyone thinks I'm crazy, but it's a wonderful experience. And my girls squat when they do that sort of thing as well, and they love it. And anyway, so that's a whole other uh, topic. But okay, so just real quick, in a nutshell, there's I want to ask you about the institute real quick, and then I have like the question that I ask everyone on the show. So, sort of uh, just in a in a nutshell, uh, talk about the Restorative Exercise Institute.
2: Um, Well, the institute is a a facility that um, teaches the biome the biomechanical model of, of health, um, specifically what does, how does natural movement, how does movement trickle down to cellular outcomes and, and relate to disease? So we just, um, we have small courses, um, for people who are interested in kind of, as we are talking about taking the shape of their body right now and, and changing the literal shape of their body over a period of time through, um, Uh, not just restoring natural quantities and frequencies of movement but by going back and looking up their holes their strength holes and and we try to train them I I don't like to teach just exercise I like to teach why and what you're doing this exercise for and then hopefully get you to the point where you never no longer need that exercise so that's what the institute is just a it's just a a place for uh, mostly online courses we have some live classes um, that we teach now and then, but we have students all over the world and um, that's it. That's all that it is. Yeah. I am so
1: a, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I've been sort of looking at it and, I, and I'll link uh, to the Institute and her website and everything in the show notes. Uh, so that'll all be there. So, okay. Now f- to the final question that I ask everyone uh, that I have on the show, it is what is one thing that you either enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable? I walk. Mm, good
2: Walking, walking is, um, is just, it's, it's essential to my humanness, I guess. And I, um, I, 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 feel like if no matter how my day has been, no matter what the input has been in, whether it's, uh, food or a certain, uh, s- lack of movement or, or something I read on the computer or, or anything that I need to metabolize, I can metabolize through walking.
1: Yeah. Cool. And that's actually one of the things I want to talk to you about the next time you're on the show. So be on the lookout for Katie Bellman next up on sometime is like, why is walking so important and and, and sort of all the things that it benefits. So that's good. I'm glad you sort of said that. That's a good segue into your next appearance. Um, cool. So I really appreciate uh, you being on. And so thank you for being on. And also thank you in advance for uh, eliminating my excruciating pain tonight uh, <laughs> from, from when I'm trying to sit Indian style on the floor with my girls. Uh, they I will have, be sitting on a pillow or some other form of... Uh, little, you know, rising thing. And I won't be, uh, okay, okay, guys, we got to sing a song now. Oh, this just hurts so bad. Right.
2: Distract me, distract yeah, me. And when okay, you I sit did. down there, I mean, it's not just about, you know, if, if you were sitting on the floor in a, you know, a tribal situation, like you'd be, doing stuff with your arms and you'd right. be, you know, <laughs> twisting and moving around. So make sure that you're loading doing your body stuff. a little bit while you're down there right. as well. And
1: not like just, you know, I wouldn't be crying while I was sitting there <laughs> in pain. But, so. Well, you could be
2: crying. I mean, well, yeah, it's it crying in on... a like, natural condition. You have kids. I'm surprised <laughs> yeah. you don't cry every day. I do.
1: I do. I, I admit <laughs> it. All right. Well, Katie, I should appreciate it. And uh, we will look forward to having you on uh, in the future.
2: Okay. Thanks so much.
1: You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Katie. A lot of great wisdom there. You can find her at com and a bunch of other places. We talked about her institute, and all that will be linked in the show notes. Now it's time for the Simply Human, or I'm sorry, uh, no, it is not time for the Simply Human to the Week. It is time for the Humans Being Human segment and our good friend, Rick the Caveman. Take it away with Rick. All right, as we do, uh, I guess as we've done twice on air, I have actually talked to Rick the Caveman uh, quite a few times uh, off of the air, so to speak, with not recording as we're working on his grammar and things like that. So uh, we're going to try to patch him in. I've been trying to work on it. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I I heard him. I think I... (laughs) I think I hear Rick. Uh, okay, we should be through, but I don't. I'm not hearing. No. Oh goodness yeah. gracious! We always, we always, Hello. we always get Rick the Caveman at the worst possible times. Uh, Rick the Caveman, are you? What are you okay? What's wrong? What's happening?
2: Oh, this
0: mark! Oh my gosh! What? Oh. What? What
1: is it? What? What? What's happened? Can oh, you talk? Mark, as- I'm, I'm
0: just. Uh, it's been. Uh, oh. Yeah. Been a heck of a week. I just—it's just been, you know, one of those weeks. I guess everybody has those, and it's just been one of those awful, just awful cases. Well, can
1: weeks, you man. Can you talk about it, or, or I mean, well, what's?
0: And, and, and I, I'm glad you called because I—I I, I blame you. Uh oh. really, this really is—you you trace it back uh, incrementally, and this really is, you know, your fault. And I have got a uh, I get that a, a, lot. A, a bone to pick with you. It's a very long brontosaurus bone. Femur bone. To pick with you. So the last time we were talking, you're, you know, hang, hey, this is my website, and I'm like, I don't know what a website is, idiot, I'm a caveman, <laughs> please, you gotta fill me in, and so you're telling me about these four pillars of blah blah, of the simply human, and I'm like, I, ugh, I, I believe me, I'm more human than... Than anyone, anyone but right. uh, you're telling me, you know, one of the, the the pillars that I should strive for is to move like a human, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm not all the way standing upright. I'm kind of hunched over, and I walk kind of like a Bigfoot. But you're <laughs> like, you know, no, 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 it's not about walking and posture. It's about, uh, you know, hey, here's a thing you can do: lift heavy things often. I did say That's that. What
1: you I, did, I said that, yes.
0: So you're not going to deny that you
1: said that. I absolutely said that. Is that how, did something go wrong?
0: Show that you admitted to saying that. Okay. Okay. Exhibit A: your 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 cave cave justice cave honor. So uh, I'm uh, I'm sitting around uh, the other day. I was poking at my fire with a stick because as we've established, that's really all there is to do. Besides hunt, we poke things with sticks, generally fire, and I think you know what. I've got plenty of time right now. I can do that thing that that my friend Mark was telling me. I can lift heavy things often. So I'm looking around, and I see a giant boulder right outside the entrance to my cave. And I think, well, there is a heavy item. Very heavy. I can lift that. Right. So I grab this boulder, and I get my feet shoulder-width apart. Okay, good. My weight balanced on Uh the balls of my feet. Not rock too far forward, but not rock too far back. Yes. And I
1: pick this boulder up right and lift it up over my head great success it's fantastic good job rick the caveman i'm proud of you well and so i'm
0: holding this boulder uh-huh. over my head for gosh 15 or 20 minutes
1: wow probably. is that your intention that's that's great were you well, going for a time Mark,
0: record kind of here's where i take a beef with you oh i'm a caveman yes, yes or no
1: yeah uh, true
0: I just learned to speak English like two months ago, right. yes or no.
1: Uh, true.
0: I don't have a real good, I'm using air quotes now, something I, you taught me. Right. I don't have a real good command of the <laughs> English language, right? I take things I, I, pretty
1: literally. I forget that sometimes, but yes.
0: You, you, you did forget it just a little bit here because you say lift heavy things often and correctly. Right, okay. You don't say anything about lowering heavy things just as many times as you lift them. Oh, no. So I'm standing here with this boulder over my head for 15 minutes. My arms (laughs) are shaking. My whole body is convulsing. I'm cave sweating all over the place. I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking
1: out. There was no instruction on what to do after you lift heavy things. No, there wasn't. Oh, goodness. Well, Rick the K-Man, I'm so sorry about So wh- what well, happened? I haven't even told you the worst part of it. Know. So I don't know what to do.
0: I've got this boulder over my head. Well, you know what happened? I don't. My arms uh, You're telling me. Yeah.
1: Oh. Both of them. Well, my
0: arms what? both snapped at the elbows, and I dropped this giant boulder on top of my head.
1: You broke both of your arms?
0: Uh, yes. How I, no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't break both of my arms. You <laughs> broke both of my arms.
1: Rick the caveman, I'm so, I'm so oh, sorry. No. You were so strong to lift that boulder up. And now, I mean, how have you been able to, to, to hunt or to gather? Well, hang,
0: on, hang on here. It gets worse than that. Uh, if I may just.
1: Surely not. It can't get any worse <laughs> than breaking your elbows.
0: So, my arm. So, okay. I'm going to pick the story up. So, my elbows snap, you know, into. <sighs> was- I didn't realize that I was standing over an ant pile. Now you and I have had these conversations before. Well, that's
1: not my fault.
0: Ants in the future are these little teeny tiny bugs that kind of crawl around and they get on your. You know, you have a a picnic. picnic I've taught you that. And uh, they get on that. What are you going to do? It's an ant. Mm, No, ants in prehistoric times they're like three inches long, and they have these horrible, just gnashing and gnawing teeth. Uh, and uh, they they look at you and they hiss and spit at you. <laughs> They're just horrible creatures. Well, when I lift this boulder, I'm standing right next to an ant pile. Then realize. Are you sure that it. wasn't well, your
1: cave wife that was hissing and and snashing at you?
0: Well, we'll get there, okay? <laughs> so my elbows snap and I fall backwards, <sighs> and I fall right on top of this ant pile. Oh no! Like uh. And my, you know, the wind caused, you know, I don't wear clothes because I'm a caveman, you know, only on special occasions, you know, whatever. Weddings, weddings funerals. Husbands, you right. know, what what have you. But uh, so I'm naked because that's, you know, being a human. And okay. I fall backwards on top of this ant pile. And these ants are just just stinging me all around <laughs> my my rear end and other Sensitive areas like that,
1: like your like your elbows that are that are snapped through your skin.
0: It's not the sensitive area I was talking about. Oh, okay. Do I need to cave? Spell it out for you, <laughs>
1: Mister Literal? Sorry, Francis? hey, Mister Literal, you, you're the one who didn't not drop a boulder. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Thing,
0: that, that is not even the worst part of this. Oh, no. So, at some point, I have smashed my head with a boulder that I had in my hands because both my arms snapped. Right. And I saw it on top of a giant prehistoric ant pile. Right. Well, what do you do when you, when, you, when you sit on an ant pile, Mark?
1: I brush the ants off with my hands.
0: Well, here's what we do in prehistoric times because it's incredibly painful. I jump up in the air. Oh my God, I gotta get off of this thing. Well, wouldn't you know it, My head, I was right below a prehistoric hornet's nest. And and let me tell you, your hornets in the future, they're like an inch long, and they sting a little bit. Are you getting the picture with, like, the wildlife in prehistoric times? Everything's, like, Mm. gigantic and super scary, and they hiss and scream and spit and poison you. Well, my head just rams right up this hornet's nest. And so I'm running around in a circle, my head in a hornet's nest, and the hornets are stinging me, they're unleashing, they're stinging and there's I nothing you can do. You me.
1: you can't get the hornet's nest off because of your arms are are hanging limp at yeah, your sides. Exactly. I okay. Can't
0: even lift it up off my head because they're just like two like you know limp noodles. Whatever a noodle happens to be. I've heard you use that expression. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So to get all of it off, I have to jump into a tar pit, which mm. is like scalding hot, full of tar.
1: Not a good day. Rick the caveman. No, it
0: wasn't Mark. It wasn't. I don't have the use of my arms. I can't do anything for myself. It's just my, this what
1: I My my first thought is isn't there maybe a better location of a boulder for you to lift? Uh maybe that was part partly my fault, but partly uh is that do you not get any of the the blame for that, Rick the caveman?
0: I claim quite literally of the blame for this. This is all
1: on you. So why don't
0: you go back to your computing machine and update your website and say lift and also lower before you almost kill yourself? (laughs) Okay,
1: I do need to update the website and fit lift and lower. But actually, as I'm sitting here thinking, if your arms are broken, huh? Okay, how about that? Yeah, okay. As I'm kind of formulating this thought, Mr. Broken Arms. If you're so broken arms, how are you holding the cave rock, phone rock?
0: Well, I I have, my my cave wife is holding it up to my ear, oh. and so I'm talking that way. Do sorry, you, have I'm sorry. Even, have you ever met her before? I, know, by I,
1: I haven't. Sorry, Mrs. Cave Wife. Oh,
0: uh, no, hang on, hang. We, we, uh, let's see if, uh, hey, hey hang on a second. Okay, hey, honey, okay. honey.
1: This hey, ought to honey. be interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, you could, uh, uh, hey, you know, the guy, Mark, the guy that caused all this whole... Huge, gigantic wreck. He must of my have
1: life. taught her English. Uh,
0: would you like to talk to him? Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Mark, can you hear me? I'm gonna I, put her on the phone.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, okay. I uh, Just understand,
0: she's not quite as refined as me, so okay. maybe kind of a tough conversation. Okay. Her name is
1: Glarn. Glarn. Yes. Glarn. Okay, Miss Glarn. Okay. Okay.
0: Here we go. Glarn. Glarn. Here. Here we go.
1: Mi- uh, I'm sorry, Miss Glarn. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Glarn. I'm. I just actually. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm actually. Ah! Okay, I see she is not she's not uh, too happy with me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the,
0: glorn, 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 please, calm down.
1: Glorn. Glorn,
0: glorn. oh my god, oh, give me the, oh, oh my god, Mark, what did you do to her? I, what did you do to her?
1: I told her it was a pleasure to meet her, I, uh... Oh. I'm My so gosh. sorry. I uh, that was just horrible.
0: All afternoon calming her down. Now
1: <laughs> she's mighty. She what sounds Ruth uh, Kavan. She sounds like a, just a wonderful lady. You've definitely outkicked your coverage. <laughs> she is an angel. She is saint. Okay. Well, Rick K, man, uh, obviously you have a lot to, to do in the next few minutes uh, <laughs> um, calming down Glarn, uh, but uh, she seems rather calm uh, now. Is, it, is that, has she calmed I you down? Her,
0: I had to hit her in the head.
1: Oh, okay. That's how
0: we. Cave times. Okay. You know, someone's freaking out. We don't really know what to do. Well, We're scared. We're cavemen, so we hit lots of people on heads, and so she's kind of knocked out. And I'm kind of leaning. The rock phone is <laughs> on the ground of the cave, and I'm leaning okay. up against it. Well, and so I just I just can't do this. Okay, long-term. well, Rick the I caveman, just,
1: I'm so sorry about the misunderstanding, and I hope that you maybe find some sort of uh, leaf goo to wipe on your exposed elbows. <laughs>
0: That's, that's really how we do it. It's all, you know, natural and, you know, because we have, we don't have, you know, any industry right now. So, you know, I'll find something, you know, I, I, I'm being too harsh. You're just trying to help me out and trying to make me a better person, even though, you know. I kind of don't do it. I just need, you know, I just have human instinct. I don't really need a lot of help, but I, you're just trying to help. So, I you know, and bygones actually, uh, be bygones. And Rick Caveman,
1: so I don't want to spoil anything, but I do actually, we found your fossils and I, I do actually know how you die. But anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, close it off now and we'll. Uh, <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 please. Oh, 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 I, oh, my gosh you're like blowing my mind here.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I really shouldn't have said that. Um, but you know what Rick Cavin we're going to check in with you soon. Uh so just think about from from now until then uh all the fact that I know exactly the way that you die and it is not pleasant. Uh and so anyway, oh. uh, this has been this has been a great conversation Rick Cavin. We will talk to you soon.
2: But what oh, oh.
1: All right. Uh, thank you, as always, Rick the Caveman. Always an adventure uh, with Rick, and it's so funny. He, he kind of sounds like you, but it's—I mean, it's not you, obviously, because you don't live—you know—in—in in centuries of, in the past. So you
0: know, he sounds kind of like me doing like my fake nerd voice. Right. It's weird.
1: Well, I wonder maybe if like if if somewhere along the line, like you have some of his genes, that would be interesting to to do some like uh, ancestry. I don't think uh, I don't
0: think uh, cavemen wore jeans. I think they wore like loin and. <laughs>
1: Okay, now you're starting to act more and more like Rick the Caveman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, th- that was uh, uh, Rick the Caveman.
0: Oh, with- jeans. Like, de- oh, jeans. G E
1: N E S. Right, right, right. I'm a
0: little slow today. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, it is time for the ever popular Simply Human tip of the week. There's actually a couple that I wanted to do, and it's something you can start doing right now to be more healthy. Uh, the first is don't text and drive. I was uh, uh, driving behind a college student, a a girl and the only reason I say it's a girl is because I have two daughters and she was going about 15 in a 40 kind of swerving in and out of the lane and and I wasn't like really mad at her more of like I don't want my daughters to do that I'm sure her dad doesn't you know didn't like give her that car if he gave her a car and like text go text and drive like I'm sure he wouldn't like that and so I'm trying to figure out okay what are ways that I can instill this sort of, you know, cause you can say, don't text and drive all you want, but they, you know, you're not in the car with him or at least not all the time. You never know girls. I might be in your, in, in the back of your car watching you always. <laughs> okay. That was creepy. Um, so that was I, very creepy. Awesome. So, the, so the tip is like, and I've started this with the girls, like right after I, you know, I'm like texting Jen. I can't believe this, this girl is texting and driving. I'm just kidding. Not while I was driving. That was a joke. But, um, I like, I, I showed the, the phone to the girls and I said, okay guys, you know what? This is a new rule. Anytime mommy and daddy are driving, we're going to put our phones in the glove box and that way you can't hear it vibrate or ring or even really reach it. And so that is the tip of the week. One of them is to so don't text and drive. Uh, do you have any uh, thoughts on that uh, officer Rick? Uh,
0: you know, I'm not exactly super like, you know, traffic ticket McGee, usually a function with other stuff, but man, I've worked so many car wrecks with people that are completely preventable on two things. It's distracted driving, which ninety nine percent of the time these days it's texting, or you know, it's not really phone calls, but and the other was alcohol. And everybody knows, don't drink and drive, even though you know ever you know, tons of people still do it. I could find two a night if that's all I did. But the texting and driving thing, oh, is it not if it's not something, that can wait a couple minutes. Then it's taking all your attention away from operating the motor vehicle and driving defensively. So you got to pull in a parking lot. If it's something that's that big of an emergency, just pull over for a second and do that. Because there's just there's too many people getting hurt. All over the place. Property damage. That's why insurance rates are so high because people can't stop crashing on each other. You've hit a <laughs> sore topic with me, but right. don't text and drive.
1: Okay. Well, and, and people are like, okay, that's not move like a human. That's not really yeah, eat like a human. That's not That's Be alive like a human. Don't end up
0: dead like yeah, a non-human because yeah. when you're a corpse, you're not a human anymore. Yeah,
1: you can't, yeah, you can't uh, do any of the four pillars if you're dead.
0: That was ri- rather hyperbolic of me. Like, hey, if you text and drive, you'll be a corpse. <laughs> But yeah I mean yeah. it's very possible Who knows? and the,
1: I, the second one is r- do something this week whether it's get together with some friends and tell stories or go watch a comedy on at the movie theater or Netflix just like do something that's gonna make you laugh um, and just and, and you know whether, if, whether you're stressed or if you've got stuff going on just try to do something you know it might be a show like Tommy Boy well, a show that you or a movie that you know is gonna make you laugh uh, you know do something like that which kind of leads us into episode what 17 18 18 whatever we're on for next week uh with vinnie and anna are on the show uh from the angriest trainer podcast we just had a lot of fun and we really didn't talk about anything substantial we just kind of let Vinny and anna go off on a bunch of different topics uh, yeah and it was a lot of fun so
0: it was great man and everybody listens. it's gonna drop on the 21st and th- these people if you haven't heard of Vinny and anna first crawl out of iraq and <laughs> listen to the angriest trainer podcast it's a titan in this like kind of genre of like you know, healthy living these days, but they're, it's, it's just, it's, they're perfect. They're great.
1: Yes. And, uh, I had to edit that uh, episode a lot and we'll, uh, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll talk about it, uh, in the intro of next week, uh, that it took me longer to edit it than it did to like actually do the interview. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this edition of the Simply Human podcast coming up next time. It is, we just said it. Vinny and Anna of the Angers Trainer Podcast so be sure to listen to that it's going to be out on the 21st you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com links to the Facebook page YouTube channel Simply Human Kids page the Food for Thought tab is where you can find the articles uh Guest written by Rick. You can follow me on Twitter at Simply Human 52 Email me questions, concerns, comments at SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com. And please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen to it. Good or bad, any publicity is good publicity. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember... <laughs> okay, I see she is not... So, Rick, any, party, any farting... Part? What, what did we say last time? Final. Uh, pl- yeah, and
0: pl- I, I tried to say parting pl- thoughts, and I guess I made it kind of sound like parting thoughts. Which, something, uh,
1: yeah. So, any, any of those?
0: I've got lots of parting thoughts, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, we have to have one fart noise uh, per show. So it's
0: it's like mandated by like uh, you know the king of the podcast. We have to make one reference to farting or pants pooping or something. We literally cannot get through a whole hour without one.
1: It's in the Simply Human bylaws.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's it's bylaw number one, and there is no bylaw number two.
1: <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.